This activity is called Developing Guiding Declarations. This activity guides you through a series of steps to help you locate and name your own longings and desires. These insights will then help inform a declaration or set of declarations to guide your work with this toolkit. The content of this activity, including the definitions of key terms, the guiding questions, and the sequencing of the steps, was shared by Stacey K. Haynes in her book, The Politics of Trauma. Once again, if you benefit from these prompts and or share it with others, please make sure to credit and amplify the lineage of this work and shift your resources in the direction of her offerings. Please refer to the modules on lineage and extraction in Chapter 4 to understand why these conditions are non-negotiable. Please note that the prompts in this activity may feel like they reach beyond the realm of research, beyond what you anticipate the work of this toolkit to be, and possibly even transgress into areas of your life that feel unrelated to this work. In these moments, it's important to remember that we are still bodies showing up to do this work and our bodies don't stop longing or wanting just because we're working. In a world where we do not acknowledge our longings and desires, they end up making themselves known to us in more covert ways, including as resistance to change. This is our time to pay attention to them and design our approach to this work as one that also aligns with and serves our deepest longings. This is why we start with declarations. Step one, take inventory of the declarations you've inherited and discern which ones are worth keeping. Inherited declarations are the ones that we inherit from our families, communities, and social contexts that tell us what we want or should want and what we care about or should care about. These can range from prioritizing money, cards, shoes, wealth, and more stuff, or an individualized quote unquote happily ever after of monogamous heterosexual marriage, having kids, or finding a soulmate. Religious beliefs and norms also tell us what to long for and what not to want, who is righteous and who is a sinner. Culture also comes with values, meaning, and priorities. Some of these inheritances are powerful, meaningful, and align with who we want to be, and others do not. The following are some guiding prompts to help you discern what your inherited declarations may be. If you had quote-unquote turned out to be just the person and to have just the life that your family or community wanted you to be, who would you be? What would you be doing? What would you care about? What role would you be playing? If you had quote unquote turned out to be just the person and to have just the life that society wanted you to be, who would you be? What would you be doing? What would you be fighting for? Whom would you be against? What did you learn to care about because of the dynamics in your family or those who raised you? Because of your family's circumstances? Was there room to also find yourself 
even if you had different cares, desires, and concerns than those that parented you? What of the values, ways of being, and seeing the world do you want to preserve from your family and community? Which do you want to change? Take a moment to pause before moving on to the next step to really sit with these questions and write down your responses to them. Step two, add declarations that you've arrived at and articulated for yourself. A self-defined declaration is one we discover, cull from our life experiences, or maybe have always quote unquote known, but turned away from for various reasons. It's a declaration that invites us to become more of ourselves, bring our essential gifts, and risk loss and being predefined. Often, self-defined declarations ask us to risk who we quote-unquote should be and discover and claim more of ourselves. The following prompts are intended to help you work through what your self-defined declarations might be. What do you want? What do you long for? If you had permission or encouragement to long, want, desire, what would you want? Imagine you had the life that deeply aligned with your longings. What would that life be like? What difference do you want to make for others or for the environment? What feels like authentic expression for you? Who and what do you want to impact? How do you want to love and be loved? What have you always known about yourself? What are you made of? What's calling you now? Take a moment to pause and write down any responses you have to these questions before proceeding to the next step. Step three, list any declarations that speak to what, if anything, you want to heal through this work. A healing declaration speaks specifically to what you want to heal and or the outcome or vision of what's possible through that healing. The following guiding prompts are intended to help you work through what your healing declarations might be. What wants to heal? What is possible in my life if I heal? What wants to be more whole? What does more wholeness bring into my life? What is possible if I face what I need to face to heal? What do I want to leverage my courage for? What do I want that is requiring me to heal? What am I repeatedly struggling with that is asking me to heal? Why heal? Why feel? I invite you to take some time to sit with these prompts and write down any notes or thoughts that come up for you before moving on to the next step.
Step four, this step is optional. If you're working through this toolkit with one or more others, add any declarations that you're committing to as a group. Co-created declarations are those we create with others. This happens within our friendships, partnerships, families, communities, organizations, and movements. The following prompts are intended to guide you through a process to arrive at what co-created declarations might look like for you and your group. What do we care about? What do we want to create together? With what quality or qualities do we want to do that? What do we want to change or develop in our family? What qualities do we want to embody? Is there healing needed? What do we want to see in our community and in our region, country, or world? What difference and change do we want to make? What do we want to change or end? What do we want to see instead? If we were successful, what would we have made possible? What would we have accomplished? How do we want to be as a group? And what growth does that require? Who do we need to be and how do we need to engage to align with our values and vision? How do we want to work with conflict and our differences? I invite you to take a moment to pause here before moving on to the next step to write down any thoughts that came up for you as you work through these questions. Step five. If you notice that your declarations are mostly process-oriented, try to envision what outcomes would be possible if you succeeded in that process. People tend to first develop process declarations. These are declarations that focus on a process rather than an outcome. An example is, I am a commitment to healing my shame and internalized oppression. This is a powerful intention and it leaves us to fill in what the intended outcome will be. With a process declaration, we want to ask, if you were successful at that, what would be possible? So with this example, if you healed your shame and internalized oppression, what would be possible? Some possible answers to this might be loving and authentic relationships, bold and visionary leadership, being able to take up more space in my life, and many more. Imagining the possible future is essential for crafting declarations and learning to embody them. The following guiding prompts are intended to help you shift some of your process-based declarations into outcome-based declarations. Imagine you already had that, whatever your declaration or desire is. How would your life, loves, leadership, family, etc. be different than they are now? Be as specific as you can. Pretend you already had that. What would it give you? How would you be changed? Imagine your process declaration was successful. What would it make possible for you? 
What would you have that you don't have now? I invite you to take some time to sit with these prompts before moving on to the next and final step. Step six, articulate how you'll know and measure the ways in which you are changing toward your declaration. Conditions of satisfaction are experiences and measures that let us know we are changing. They let us know that we are arriving at our declaration. They also act as markers along the path toward where we want to go. Conditions of satisfaction are specific, as measurable as we can make them, and have a timeline. For example, if your declaration is, I am a commitment to being satisfiable, one condition of satisfaction could be, I will notice what is working 60% of the time before I notice what is wrong, and this will happen within six months. Another condition of satisfaction could be, I will easily acknowledge others, appreciating what they give and bring, even when they, too, are complicated people, and I will do this within one year. The following prompts are intended to help you break down what your conditions of satisfaction might be for the declarations that you've identified for yourself. What actions will you regularly be able to take that you don't take now? What conversations will you be able to have that you don't have now? How will you feel about you or your life that is different from how you feel now? What is different about you now? What is possible that was not before? What have you accomplished? What quality of relationships will you be in? How is that different from what you have now? How will people's assessments of you change? What do they say or think now? I invite you to take some time to sit with these prompts and write down anything that comes up for you before continuing on with this module. I'll conclude this module by sharing two of my declarations which have and continue to guide my actions. Declaration number one. I am a commitment to healing my and our traumatic retentions so that I and we may respond in current time, accounting for my and our current skills, power, and competencies. To clarify, a traumatic retention is a trauma-related behavior that gets passed down through the generations until it loses its original context and begins to look like culture. This definition is from Resma Menicum in his book, My Grandmother's Hands. My second declaration is that I am a commitment to practicing a love that is deep and fierce, but not unconditional or without discernment. I am a commitment to loving powerfully while demanding accountability and respect. This declaration is inspired by a quote from Mia Birdsong in her book, How We Show Up. In the following section, I will share how these two declarations have shaped my approach to this work and this toolkit specifically. Thank you.